to Shine On, the podcast where older people share stories. My name is Lorraine Harding. Season one of the podcast focuses on creativity. We're looking at dance, music, visual art, writing, anything creative. We meet creative older people in Leeds and find out about their lives. Today's podcast is called Compelled to Create. In this episode, we speak to Evelyn Friend about her journey in the field of artistic creativity. Evelyn, who is 82, is still making and creating new artwork. Evelyn, I've known you for many years as an artist and a friend, and I've seen many of your pictures. Indeed, I've got some of your pictures hanging on my walls. Can you tell me how your interest in art developed? Did it begin early in life? Yes. Yes, it did. It did begin early in life. In fact, uh, when I was uh, just a baby, because uh, my mother used to give me things to do to keep me out of mischief, and I had a blackboard and chalks and a box of buttons that I used to make patterns out of. She said, other babies, put them in their mouths. She said, I didn't. I made patterns out of them. And, you know, I was only little, so I was in my high chair doing things like that. And when I was old, a little bit older, I started drawing pictures. So it was just inherent in me all the time. So what happened after school? Did you then decide to go to art college and specialise in art? No, I I didn't actually. I wanted to be a nurse and I wanted to stay on at school, take my A-levels and then go to Bradford Royal Infirmary to be a student nurse and my parents just wouldn't have it. They bundled me off to art college and I didn't want to go. (laughs) But then I got really interested and uh, it sort of, you know, grew on me and it became part of my life. And so this is what's happened, really. So when you were at art college, what sort of artwork were you doing then? Were you specialising in anything? Not at first. For your intermediate years, before you've taken your intermediate exams, you don't specialise in anything. You take everything, you know. We were painting with gouache paints, watercolours. We were drawing, we were doing life drawing. And then we had to choose a craft. Now, you could choose what you wanted in pottery, printmaking, embroidery, dress design, all sorts of things. And I chose pottery. Uh, because I liked working with my hands, but it was found too late that I had no real aptitude for it, so uh, I failed my intermediate. But you did carry on after that, did yes. you? Well, I had no choice really. Um, normally, I would have given it up and uh, said, "Look, I don't want to do this. I want to be a nurse." And but unfortunately, at that time, my health failed. You know, I was nursing a gastric ulcer, so um, I wouldn't have passed my medical. So I had no option but to stay there and take the exam again. But I, tra- I changed my craft, and then I became a printmaker. We're doing lino cutting, and I never looked back since then. I know you've done lino cutting more recently than that. Is that something you've particularly enjoyed? Yes, it is. I love lino cutting, you know, all the working with colour, shapes, design. It's my favourite medium in printing. So um, I know you've had different kinds of jobs over the years. Um, Could you tell us something about the jobs you've had in some hospitals, I believe, where you help patients to express themselves artistically? 
Yes, I did uh, three months voluntary work um, at Scalebar Park Hospital, which is in Berlin Wharfdale, uh, and um, I got I was getting experience there. Unfortunately, that stood me in good stead because then I could get a proper paid job at Hyroids. But um, you know, I was able to coax some patients at Scalebar to do some artwork, which they weren't going to do at first. They were very resistant to doing anything at all in the occupational therapy department, and I managed to coax them to do something and the head OT was very pleased. So that must have been quite satisfying and at the same time over all these years you were you were doing your own artwork and were you having exhibitions or managing to sell some of your artwork at that time? Um, not really. Um, I did have quite a bit of work left from from college but um, I was really concentrating more on uh, trying to earn my living, really, and my situation at home wasn't very happy without going into any details, so I didn't have the peace of mind to be able to do it at that time. But my dear mentor, Russell Platt, who taught me at, art co- at Harrogate Art College, he encouraged me to carry on because he said there's nothing wrong with lying fallow. He said, in fact, you improve for it, and he was right. Because then I st- in the early 1970s, I was able to start again a bit. And from there, you know, I, I accumulated more work and then, uh, you know, I had enough to, to, for my first exhibition. So tell us more about Lying Fallow, because perhaps a lot of people listening to this might identify with that, mm. that there were years when you didn't do artwork, no. but then when you returned to it, you were even better than before. Mm. Yes, and it wasn't for me to say so, but... Uh, you know, fellow artists and uh, even former tutors of mine, you know, said I was all the better for having Lane Fallow. Uh, and I was very glad to be able to come back to it at long last. But, you know, I, I was going through a very disturbed state of mind. And so, you know, I just couldn't have done anything. I couldn't settle to it. But nobody must be discouraged by this sort of thing happening in their lives. Because if you, when you pick it up, when you feel like it, it'll, it will be your own reward. So you had your first exhibition. Can you tell us about that? Where where was that and how did that come about? My very first exhibition was along with other artists and it was in Ilkley in the Manor House. Uh, it was a sort, I think, if I remember rightly, it's a long time ago, if I remember rightly, it was an open exhibition where you could submit pieces of work. And I submitted three of my oil paintings that uh, I did in art college, and uh, they all got in, but at that time, none of them sold. But I enjoyed being part of an artist's exhibition. I didn't expect anything else to happen at that time. So what happened after that? I think at the time that I got to know you, you were pretty well established as an artist. What about other exhibitions you've had over the years or how have you managed to sell your pictures over the years? Well, my first uh, art exhibition was uh, when I was working for the Ilkley Good Neighbours and uh, this was at Addingham and I put every picture that I had in that exhibition, oil paintings, college work, prints, everything, you know, and that was more successful. I sold four prints and it was worth doing and that was my first one. So that was the first one just for you? well, there were. Uh, I had a couple of colleagues who were also artists in the Ilkley Good Neighbours, and, and they put some of their work in as well. And we all sold things. Yeah, and how else have you been selling pictures? I know there's a shop in Otley, I think, that keeps some of your work. Is that right? It's an art gallery. It's, it's an art gallery in Otley. 
I've had I've had exhibitions in various art galleries in Otley, but they they came and went, you know. But it was quite a long time. And yes, I've been selling gradually in Otley, but um, I've I've had I've had. Um, you know that exhibition at Addingham was the first one, and then oh goodness, I've had quite a, quite a few whenever I had the opportunity. Can't remember them all. <laughs> I'm not surprised because I, I can remember quite a few, and there have oh, been I a lot. I, I, I remember now um, a Tarragate in the Mercer Art Gallery on Victoria Avenue. Um, they were having open exhibitions for anybody who was connected in any way whatsoever with Harrogate. Well, I was because I was a student there, you see, and somebody told me about it, so I put some work in there, uh, oil, some oil paintings. And, to my great surprise, out of the four that I put in, three of them were bought by a local art dealer in Harrogate, and that was good money. You know, so I was walking on air. That was my first one. And so every year when they had one of these artists in residence exhibitions in Harrogate, is what they called it, I took part. And most times I sold at least one picture. So in recent years, have your sales been pretty good? Oh, yes. They've been absolutely incredible. I can't believe it. You know, they've really taken off. I mean, I've had so many very successful exhibitions all over the place in Fuston, at the Arts Centre, um, in um, the Otley um, Courthouse exhibition. I had an exhibition there which was very successful. Um, and, um, well, in, in Bingley Art Gallery, I had a few exhibitions there. They were all, were all very successful except just one, but that didn't matter because there were three that I was where I was very successful, which were called under the bed exhibitions. You know, you bring any work that you have sort of under the bed in the bottom of drawers, which I did. I thought these are not good enough, but the lady who ran the art gallery said they definitely were and they went. You know, so I was very successful. You know, I think a lot of people do think that um, our creativity diminishes as we get older. There's some sort of view of our later years that, you know, our brains get very rigid and we don't do anything new. But I think you've not, you've <coughs> not found that to be the case. No. No, definitely not. In fact, I think it's my policy to keep, to keep going physically and mentally as much as I possibly can. And um, people tell me that I've improved, and I feel as if I have. Uh, you know, uh, I, I, I just feel that I'm getting more and more practice, and I only work when I want to and when I feel able, you know, when, when other duties like housework and things like that don't get in the way, you know. Nobody's forcing me, which is just smashing, really. And I've been getting commissions... So what do you think the secret is of creativity in later life? Well, now that's quite a difficult one. I mean, you've got to have it in you in the first place because if you haven't and if you force yourself, you'll just get discouraged. But if you have any um, inkling of any, any trace of any ability, then I would encourage anybody to go to classes and, uh, you know, start get going if you can. I mean, I'm all right because I've been doing it all my life and in school and uh, in art college and then and afterwards, so that's a bit different. If you're starting from scratch and if you have any inclination at all, if you feel you want to, that's a good enough, in that's a good enough start. I know that you do lots of different uh, mediums and yes. lots of different uh, subjects mm -hmm. and um, I've got two pictures on my walls here that you did and they're very different in style. Which sort of artwork is the most enjoyable and, and satisfying to you? 
Well, of all the media that I work in, I think I like oil paints best because they're very versatile and, you know, if you make a mistake, you can paint over it. Um, you can't with watercolour, but there again, it's challenging me to, you know, to take care and jolly well mind what I'm doing. And it's really great to watch something grow. Now, I've got a very strange way of working. Uh, I don't sort of do everything all over the place where most people do, you know, cover all the picture at once, you know, with what is a water, what is watercolour and so on. I, I, I pick a piece and paint that and work it up to a, a finished... A, a, a very finished uh, state then I get onto the next bit which is completely white well nobody else can do that <laughs> you know so um, everybody's different really but I do it's exciting for me to just watch it grow mm. I think you've been quite modest in talking about your past the, the mention of watercolour has reminded me weren't you in something called watercolour challenge yeah. on television yes, I was. can you tell us yes I was I was on watercolour challenge on on uh, channel 4 television at the turn of the century um I went on it because my a friend of mine not not Ruin, somebody else um twisted my arm and she says you want to go on that I said you've got to be joking I can't paint a picture in 4 hours you know what I'm like and Anyway, so I was watching a few episodes with her, you know, on her video and everything. And um, she, she kept saying, you want, to, you want to do it, you want to do it. I thought, oh, sure, about, you know, I'll go on, then I'll do it. Just to make her shut up. <laughs> and so, you know, I, I, I filled all the forms and everything. And um, I got past the first stage where she was looking at my work, you know, and, and she was judging me on my work. And I got through that stage. And so that was one. Then I had to go through another stage where I was tested for my screen presence, as it were. And so I got through that as well. And so that was it then. Um, I was I was chosen as um, twelve, one of twelve contestants out of goodness knows how many. About there were about seventy, you know, to start with. And we went through all those stages. I couldn't believe it. And so there I was on television. And you know, it's funny because afterwards the assistant producer who was judging us said she said as soon as I saw you walking up she says I knew I wanted to pick you well wasn't that lovely and how old were you at that time if you don't mind me asking no I don't mind if I can do my sums well uh, thought, uh, uh, I think I was about 60 well thank you very much Evelyn that's really so encouraging and inspiring to hear that artistic development can go on through oh, life definitely. and there's certainly no reason to give up just because you've got a bit older certainly is there? Not, no no in fact um, I'm, I'm working more than ever i've been working more than ever over the last two or three years thank you very much if you enjoyed this there are more shine on podcasts to listen to you can subscribe on spotify apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts you can find more riches on our website. Stories, podcasts, articles, interviews and features by and about fascinating older people in Leeds and Yorkshire. Go to www.theshinemag.com. If you have an idea for a podcast or would like to join the storytelling team, contact us at podcasts at Shine On is brought to you by the makers of Shine magazine with support from Chapel FM. Season 1 is funded by Leeds Inspired.